Anyway, oh. I admit it was a fairly ridiculous thing to do, but I mean, I mean, obviously we have a little problem here. Yeah, obviously. I mean, if we're gonna be friends, we gotta be able to talk about other people. Couldn't agree more. Good. 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 Great. Great? Where do you get great? It's great to talk about other people. Guys. Yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. Oh, anybody specific? No. A general guy. Oh, really? Elaine Marie Bennett. What? No, it's not a big deal. No, that's great. Uh, Terrific. We, no, we just met. Does it matter? What's the young man's name? I would like to meet him. <laughs> I don't think so. Well, what does he do? Is he an artisan, a craftsman, a laborer of some sort? Wall Street. Ah, high finance. Bulls, bears, people from Connecticut. And he happens to be pretty good looking. All right, sir. And he's hilarious. Now that's not fair. <laughs> Welcome to Talking Seinfeld, the podcast where we discuss everything we know about the show, about nothing. I'm Dando. I'm Guy. Um, everything I know. Oh, God. Which is okay. not a great deal, which is why it's going to be a short podcast. Yeah. Thanks for coming, people. Catch you next time. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. We've, I, I, I've, speaking for me, I've taken copious notes. Dando doesn't need to. It's all up in the big brain. No, no, no. no. I need plenty of notes. The, his yeah, head is good. literally the cloud. <laughs> You know, it's, it's just full of so much good stuff. <laughs> not too sure about that. Uh, but thank you so much, guys, for tuning in to Talking Seinfeld. Don't forget to rate and review us in the iTunes store. Subscribe and be sure to share us with all your Seinfeld-loving friends. And if you want to get in touch with us, you can find us at TalkingSeinfeld at gmail.com. TalkingSeinfeld at gmail.com. And we'll be sure to get back to you. Today, we're here to discuss the second episode of Seinfeld. It is The Stakeout, which apparently wasn't going to be the second episode. What was it? I want to say male unbonding, which is episode four. Was I was about to say beforehand. I was about to say manhandling. Which is, you know, <laughs> the another, manhandling. Another thing altogether. Uh, yeah, but this is well in the scheme of things, episode two, season one yeah. of Seinfeld. Yeah, uh, in the states aired on the thirty first of May, nineteen ninety, which strikes me as being a bit of a gap. Ten months since the Chronicles aired. Wow. So you know, clearly a lot Big of difference. A lot of retooling went on. I mean, you hear all manner of sort of stories about uh yeah we better take this one back to the workshop and you know give it a bit of whatever or you know reshoots or retooling yeah. or whatever but yeah in a, a year but you know you can you can you can notice the difference absolutely i mean jason alexander has slightly less yeah <laughs> yeah i guess uh, they, but- i guess they filmed the, the chronicles and then they got picked up not long after, I guess, for the four episodes, and they had to go and write those four episodes. So I yeah. guess that's where the time comes in. They did indeed, and uh, as is the case with uh, writing comedy or writing anything, you write what you know. The stakeout was apparently based on an actual Larry David yeah. stakeout. I mean, we'll tell <laughs> we'll tell you a bit more about the uh, the uh, the story of this episode, but uh, and we'll get back to that. But uh, yeah, I mean, look, the main thing for me uh, about this one is that it introduces Julia Louis. Dreyfus. Doesn't she um, just make the show so much better? Absolutely. Oh, I mean, it really just feels like it's shifted into another gear. And I mean, uh, look, this is the part where I get all Ralph Wiggum and basically talk for an hour about, talk for an hour about, I love Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Yeah. When I grow up, I'm going to marry her. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, 
Yeah. Can you give, can you give me your Ralph heartbreaking sound? <laughs> Dan, I do the second one and the more accurate one, in all honesty. Because, you know, I've never had my heart broken. Never. <laughs> but, yeah, look, I mean, well, not the first scene because the first scene is Jerry doing some stand-up. Yeah. Um, St- stand-up was a bit more flat this time. It was. It didn't miss. The f- yeah. I thought the first scene was all right. But there was, I think the one at the end was a bit just like, it might have been in the middle. I can't remember exactly what it was. Let me get my notes up. I, I thought that the whole bit about the, uh, you know, <laughs> women be shopping. No, women have checkbooks at the- Okay, uh, yeah. at it's the, very would, dated now. It's a very 90s yeah. uh, reference, absolutely. But people in the crowd seem to dig it. They did. I mean, I was like, oh, this is the kind of Seinfeld material when you t- when you sort of take the piss out of Seinfeld material. It's like, okay. oh, well, yeah, I'm at the checkout and I've got this, but I got that. What's the, the deal with checkbooks? What, what's the deal with a checkbook? The checkbook! <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I love how you always did the extra bit at the end. <laughs> That's the extent of my Seinfeld impersonation. <laughs> say, say something. Then that's Seinfeld. But um, again, I mean, look, the material is fine. The material is what lifts. I mean, sorry, the delivery is what lifts it up a notch. I mean, it, it yeah. was the it was the Plato Platonic. I thought was a bit. Bleh. I re- I kind of like that, that one. Okay, I did yeah. What does that? It's like because it had the Rico it, gag at the end. Yeah, of it. Yeah, which I thought was pretty funny. But you know, it's like yeah. Plato invented the friend zone, essentially. <laughs> like, no, I'm not going to be your, your your girlfriend, but, you know, we can be friends. Oh, Plato. <laughs> now, the reason they chose this one to actually be the second episode beside before Male Unbonding was because this one explains uh, how they met and how they used to be a couple and whatnot. I think what this episode does really well is it sets up that they used to be a couple, so you're not sitting there as a viewer going, will they or won't, won't they get they, together? Because yeah. they sort of set it up here as, they definitely are not going to get back together, even though they do at one point. Yes, later in the series, but, uh, but don't expect it. You, know? you you can see why they were together, absolutely. But uh, a yeah, very similar interest in nitpicking and making the taking the piss out of people. <laughs> absolutely, I mean, I did which, like is, what, that which is what you want in a woman, right? <laughs> I thought that was. I mean, um, yeah, they were. Talk- uh, didn't Jerry say something about the uh, the thing that they go to? It's going to be a lot of people to make fun of. Yeah, <laughs> which yeah, she's in. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, that's perfect. Like that, yeah. that, that that scene, the way they banter in that video shop. I'm like, that that's the ultimate woman. It's, it was really good. I mean, I, who who used the, someone used the line public fornicator. I think it was Jerry. That was Jerry, yeah. Yeah, it was like, so what, you're, a what, bit of, you're a bit of a prude, yeah. dude. So what does your son do? Oh, he's a public fornicator. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I did like that uh, that Elaine sort of, you know, grabbed the, uh, grabbed the porno movie on VHS. Good Lord. Yeah. I'm um, saying, this would be a good gift. It's like, oh, you're mischievous. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, there are some people- You're up who, for a good time. Yeah, there are some people who you could, you know- Find a really tacky, gross porn or whatever, and you know, wrap it up very nicely. You know, make it all look sort of you know, very blue chip, prestigious. Yeah, and then sort of give it to give it to friends like happy birthday. And they open it up, and it's like you know, barnyard frenzy. I was like, ah! and some people will just go. You got me. Good one. <laughs> I, I take it Bunyard Friends is one of your favourite pornos? Absolutely. No, yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's a formative one. Absolutely. But it was obvious, by the way, with uh, Julia and Jerry, the chemistry was instant, wasn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, they, I know they'd already done an episode filming before this, but still, the chemistry there was just amazing. Yeah. They, you, just, you, they felt like they were an ex-couple who were best friends. Yeah. They just uh, were very, very natural with one another. They sparked off one another's jokes and rhythms and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they looked kind of right together. Yeah. yeah. No, it was, it was a, it's a very, very good teaming. And yeah, I mean, look, I think she was probably the best get. For that. Well, like, well, you just never know because we never saw anybody else in the That bowl. is true. That is true. I mean, um, there's an epi- there are episodes later, I think, when they're making the Seinfeld show within the show. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. Who they- And they cast 
I think they cast Jeremy Piven. This is before he got his uh, entourage toupee. But I, he kept, I saw him he kept a, wearing full I time. saw him in Gross Point Blank. That's what I watched the other day, the movie. Ah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, good movie, that one. Yeah, very, very good movie. Jeremy Piven, he's good at playing that particular role. He is, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, I think <laughs> Entourage is probably the best and worst thing that could happen to him. Yeah, I mean, because he can never be anything else but um, Ari Gold now. I think pretty much. I mean, look, there are worse things to, you know, a lot of actors I I know or have, you know, you read about saying there's nothing wrong with being typecast. If you if you cast a type, you're working. Yeah. And that's that's the primary thing, isn't it? I mean you want to be you want to keep working. Yeah. And you know, I mean, Piven's done well off uh, of Entourage and he's probably got some nice residuals rolling in and all that. But yeah, it's hard to sort of see him as as much else. There's yeah. a thing called the Seinfeld curse where the other three cast members, the main cast, couldn't get gigs after Seinfeld. Well, it's funny you mention that because yes, that's one of my Trivia questions for a bit later. So. Alrighty, cool. So you've yeah. actually got trivia questions this I, week. I, I did. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> did I did I prepare these earlier? You never can tell. <laughs> well, am I just going to come up with them off the off the uh, top of my head? So let's discuss the fact that this was an experience that actually happened to Larry David in the past. Yeah. Let's discuss this. So you elaborate. You mentioned it earlier. I bought the Larry David story is that he met this woman, but uh, yeah, it, it's not really a. a a huge and hilarious story, but did, yeah, did he stake somebody stake a place. He out, basically did, he? did the same thing. He's like, oh, I met this girl, but oh, yeah, I didn't know much about her, but I didn't know where she worked. So I thought, I'll show up to where she works and make like it's a coincidence that I'm there. You know, it's one of those things. It's like one of those little things that happens that you can then, oh yeah, that's a good spark for yeah. a, for a story, and then you can expand on it from there. Yeah, because I mean, there's not a lot to this. It's a what? It's a 23 minute episode, well, and not, not even all of it is about. Um, you know, Jerry putting the moves on Vanessa. I mean, a lot of it is, you know, his parents are sleeping in his living room. It yeah. Seems. Have they well, he only, well, he only has one bedroom, so. Oh, okay, true. Yeah, he's in an apartment. Yeah, but they're already sort of, you know, they folded out the couch and all that. And there's, yeah. uh, you know, of course, a Kramer bit and all this other stuff. But, yeah, there's not a you, whole lot to it. It's just you, taking. That, that's so, you summed it up, though. There isn't yeah. much to it. It's the no, show about nothing. Yeah, it yeah. takes an anecdote and it stretches it out. Yeah. It puts in a lot of fun banter and, you know, just wacky chemistry between the people. Yeah. So there, there's that. There was one nitpick that I had with this episode. Yes. And it was the Laurie. Is it Laurie Anderson? Laurie, Lon- Lonnie Anderson. Lonnie Anderson. Yes. It felt so forced when Joe was like talking to George afterwards as like a bit of a throwback. He's like, what's wrong with Laurie? Lonnie <laughs> Anderson? I was like, that just didn't seem natural at all. True. Now, this is. um. I think I'm going to have to create a, a section called Guy Remembers. Yeah. <laughs> because there's a few references in this when, yeah, um, I think 2020 listeners or watchers of, of Seinfeld will be going, who are they talking about here? Yeah, Lonnie because, Anderson, I had to look it up. Yeah. yeah. Lonnie Anderson was very much a blonde bombshell of American TV in the okay. in the 70s and 80s. 70s, 80s. Um, she was on a, well, actually, no, because that's another, that's my second trivia question Ooh. for later. <laughs> um, but, you know, she were actually- Okay, let's do this. You people are listening to uh, podcast history in the making here because I'm going to change streams. I'm going to change the question. Okay, uh, but but she was mainly she was probably best known for a uh, TV show called WKRP in Cincinnati. Oh, she was in that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She played the secretary who was yep. kind of the. We don't really do it these days, and it feel, feels bad me saying she was the dumb blonde. Yep. <laughs> yeah, and, and that character was kind of a. Uh, kind of a tradition. It was a staple in comedy. Yeah, pretty much of, you know, the ditzy secretary who- Always you know, blonde. Who, yeah, who was generally blonde, you know, didn't really- the, you know, Was, was the, a little the, slow the, on the, the uptake. The secretary's usually dopey. Pretty much, yeah. The the dumb character that you kind of, yeah, who didn't really get the joke and that was the joke. Kind of like Becca. Even Becca was doing it in the 90s. Really? Do you remember, I can't remember her name. Do you remember, oh, do you, sure. you ever watch Becca? 
Yeah, with Ted Danson. Oh, yeah, well, I think that was, was it Shawnee Smith who was his secretary? Yeah, she you- was in Saw 2. Yeah, Shawnee yeah. Smith. Yeah, yeah, yeah she-, so she played, she was ditzy, yeah. Okay. But then occasionally they'll say something, or they'll prove that they're smarter than they appear. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, but anyway, that was Lonnie Anderson. Another reference was, um, I think Jerry's mum said something about Rich Little. Yeah, a man of a thousand voices. Yeah, yeah, a very famous impressionist. Yeah. Yeah, but. Because uh, he was asking about the tone of Elaine's voice when she left the message. <laughs> what am I, Rich Little? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't really, I don't like when comedy shows make references like that. I guess Rich Little's kind of timeless, but Lonnie Anderson's not timeless. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like, you-, you say that and it's like. Future generations will be like, what the hell are you talking about? Well, I don't Will know. and Grace was very guilty of that. Always oh, making pop culture yeah. references. Absolutely. And I mean, I think 30 Rock is kind of similar to that yeah, as well. True. Which is, it's bad in one way because, you I mean, you can have a lot of people scratching their heads and going, oh, yeah, this is aged well as, you know, a bucket of prawns left out in the sun. Um, <laughs> or, but- <laughs> That's not what my dad would say. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm going to use that. That's great. <laughs> um, but then it also becomes a bit of a, um, bit of a time capsule. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah, remember when people were talking about that? I mean, look, you, I think you have to be around for it the first time, certainly, to sort of, you know, oh, they're saying about, <laughs> oh, that wacky Obama or yeah. whatever, you know. But, I see, mean- but see, I guess Seinfeld, though, it's it's a 90s show. Yeah. So you don't mind them making these references because you watch this as sort of a way to go back to the 90s and just relive those moments. True, but I was actually talking with some friends about this today. How, yeah. You know, we've, well, we're in 2020 now. Yep. I've actually, I actually found myself over the last couple of nights revisiting like old movies from when I say old movies like 2002 yep. to like 2004 and enough time has passed that even you can view those and through a nostalgic lens yeah. now yep. I mean it's like oh wow well, actually yeah we had haircuts like that back in 2004 yep. or whatever or you know people were you know actually using the phrase get jiggy with it <laughs> Seriously. No, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. no, no. Yeah. Or not get jiggy with it. But I mean, you know, they were using really sort of weird, not weird slang, but slang that you you now sort of go, Ugh. A, a, a slang term when I was in high school was something was sick. That's sick. Oh. We don't say that anymore. <laughs> well, that's the, I mean, I was, God, I was around when, you know, you first thing that you first uh, said that things were radical or rad. Yeah. Yeah. And Primary school, like, for me, it was wicked. That's wicked. Wicked. <laughs> I remember see, what uh, what we use. What's your angle is one that we use. Really? Like, okay. Yeah. No, I never used yeah, that when, one. Yeah, when someone was- What's like, your yeah. angle? Mate, what's your angle? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was just day-to-day talk, Yeah, it's it? like okay. when, when someone wasn't making a whole lot of sense or just being, mate, what's your angle? Now it's just, what the fuck are you talking <laughs> yeah, about? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> 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 Trying to put some interesting spins on what the fuck. When, yeah. You know, what the fuck works perfectly yeah, well. <laughs> it's kind of, it's kind of More evergreen. <laughs> yeah, it's, mate, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, but Seinfeld always seemed a little bit apart from that. It seemed like it was in its own bubble and its own world. Yeah. I mean, you know, it existed in the real world, of course, but I mean- it sort of set up its own, uh, its own references, you know. And is it true that it's a very New York show? Like it's a, it's New York humor. It feels very well. Yeah, I mean, I've heard a lot of people say that. A bit of the end where you know everyone's, you know, all Seinfeld sort of uh, cousins and that are coming in. They're all going after the wedding, and everyone's yeah. kind of, yeah. So you got to do like this, like. Yeah. I don't want to sound bigoted or racist or generalization or anything like that, but it's it's, it's a very Jewish sense of humor, yeah. very Jewish inflection, which you know a lot of comedy has. You know, our, our Jewish friends are very very good at comedy. Yeah, but New York and 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 the the Jewish comic sensibility tend to get fairly aligned. It was funny because I was looking at the through the end credits yeah. of this episode, and it's like filmed in you know 
Studio City, Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah. I suddenly like, oh wow! <laughs> Honestly, God thought it feels yeah, like you're watching something thought, in New York. Yeah, I thought everything had been filmed in New York as opposed to just some exteriors. But yeah. uh, no, clearly it's uh, well. I mean, it, it feels like a very New York show. But all, I mean, you see in this episode, it's the it's the first appearance or the first time you hear the name Art Vandelay, mm. which becomes a bit of a sign. Yeah, it does. Yeah, convention down the line. The importer exporter. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it seemed like it made up all its own stuff in that regard. I mean, occasionally it would name check someone from the real world like well like john voigt's car or something yeah yeah Yeah, it seemed very much to sort of create its own world and its own references occasionally sort of name checking someone from the real world but yeah and maybe that's why it's more timeless than other shows yeah so yeah but uh so i think i think we've gone through all of it i mean kramer's uh, still a bit player though isn't he at this point he is he only has the one scene looks like they've tidied him up not as creepy in this no no he looks yeah, a little more. He looks still wacky, but I mean, the hair is starting to grow upwards. Yeah, he looks like he's shaved and all that kind of stuff. He's and not yeah, as, uh, and he's not as in your face either. No, no, he's just sort of. You don't. You wouldn't mind so much if this Kramer came yeah. around, as opposed to this other guys like rocking at two AM, stealing your your sandwich meat. Yeah, like, at two AM. <laughs> yeah, that's that's weird, dude. Whereas <laughs> this guy coming in and sort of yeah, saying hi to your parents and all that kind of stuff. Like, mm, okay, I can, I can live with this. Now, I yeah. mentioned earlier my favourite moment was by far Jason Alexander in this. It was, He's very good in this. That whole scene, he was just incredible. The, let me be the architect. I can do it. <laughs> <laughs> You're seeing more and more of, you know, the, like the George that I guess everyone has come to know and- The Larry David George. Like, yes, yeah. yeah. But I mean, he, yeah, he's still a little bit- um, no, he's, he's got confidence and, you know, he's not a complete loser. But no. uh, but he's you know he wishes he could be more than he is yes. absolutely. <laughs> I mean he's he's clearly he's working as a real estate agent this day because he's showing yeah. apartments or something yeah, yeah, in, in this of, part of town. Yeah, and, in the next episode he shows him Jerry the new apartment. Yeah, yeah. yeah but um, but he's like, mm, yeah, I, I, I could be an architect. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's that's really good. That's it's, it's good. It's it was kind of like times. Millhouse Bart in that scene, wasn't it? <laughs> it is a bit. You're right. <laughs> you mentioned to me before we started recording too that you liked the actress who played Vanessa. I did. Now I can't recall having seen her in much else uh her name is lynn clark i didn't actually have a chance to linda or just lynn lynn Lynn, okay yeah l-y-double-n clark without an e on the end now maybe it's just because she's sort of you know doing a bit of a julia louis dreyfus kind of riff here as well because i mean i think they they're trying to show that uh jerry has a type or that you know maybe he's you know kind of on the rebound from uh, elaine and wants to meet someone who is similar but uh, no, I, I mean she only has like a few scenes. But uh, yeah, she's got a, just a neat way with a with a, you know comic delivery, and uh, it, it, it she, doesn't. Hurt, she she looks do- like somebody who you, you watch her and you go, I know you from something, yeah. but you don't. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, yeah. she's not. Yeah, not you're not quite the star of the show, but you would be like the the neighbor on some you know, sitcom that starred Kevin James or something. Yeah, yeah. And they probably went for like seven years or something. Yeah, King of Queens went for like nine seasons. Yeah, King of Queens went forever. Yeah, couldn't believe it. I don't know. <laughs> Drew Carey show went Guess for what? Not- Never saw an episode. I think I've seen two. Yeah. yeah, I don't know how it for so long, but anyway. Kevin James is perfectly likable, but he had- He's like the Adam Sandler of TV, isn't he? A bit. I mean- <laughs> I almost, I almost feel a bit bad for Kevin James. Well, not that I should, because clearly he's- You're making know, a lot of money. Yeah, he's doing all right for himself, but- um, you look at, you know, those Adam Sandler movies, the grown-ups movies? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And where they're all children. Chris Rock they? Yeah, it's Chris Spade. Rock and Spade. And it's clear all, the his, lackeys. all his buddies, yeah, who didn't do quite as well, from uh, from Saturday Night Live. And that role was clearly written for Chris Farley, who, you know, sadly yeah. died before all this happened. So, they've 
not wedged in Kevin James, but they go, okay, who's a, who's a funny, heavy set guy? And, you know, Kevin James clued the bill. And I think he, oh, you know, he had a name from King of Queens and other stuff as well. And he, he does he does perfectly well. But Do you think he wrote that for Chris Farley? Because it came out like a decade after he died. Well, I don't know. It's I mean, one of those it's, things it where if like Chris Farley was alive, he would have played that role. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, I'm, I imagine that Sandler was probably, you know, when he was first on the on the swing up, thinking, you know, it'd be grand to make a movie with all my buddies one day. We, you know, we were all a bit older, but, you know, we were all growing up together and, yeah. you know, we can show pictures of ourselves when we were young and all that. And he probably, like, yeah, you know what, I'll put Farley in it and I'll put Spade in it and all that stuff. I'm, I imagine that's what happened. But, you know, I'm not that much of a fan of the grown-up films that I'm about to you know, even Wikipedia them, because quite frankly, I thought they sucked. Well, Chris, Chris <laughs> Farley was originally going to play Shrek. He was. He voiced he, a lot of it, he, yeah. he did voice a lot of it, yeah. I mean, I'd, uh, that uh, that uh, footage is probably out there. Yeah, the love, an- animatronic, yeah. Yeah. Anim- uh, no, animatic, animatic. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'd love to hear it, because, I mean, I don't, he, I don't think he would have used the Scottish accent or anything like that. He no, probably, it doesn't. It just feels weird. I, it, I, it probably would have worked, but because I'm just so used to hearing Mike Myers' version, yeah. I just can't envision it being anything else. And I say this with all due respect to Chris Farley, who was a, a terrific screen presence, a real- Very a, physical comedian. And a very right. physical comedian as well. Yeah, his voice is not something that automatically sort of leaps out I don't at want you. to hear it, no. No, no. Whereas Mike Myers is someone who really deals in voices yeah. and deals in being a bit of a chameleon. I don't know whether you could- See, Mike Myers was able to bring a charm to Shrek where you sort of felt sorry for the guy. I don't yeah. think Chris Farley could have brought that angle to the character. I don't know. Yeah, I really don't. I mean, um, he's just so, he's always so loud and boisterous and in your face. Yeah. The, the, like, the I more, don't want to, I don't like this guy. Like, true. I, I find him funny, but I don't feel sorry for him. Yeah. You know? Although the more you read, the more, well, certainly the more I've read about Farley. And he's just, a sweetheart. Yeah. And he is an absolute, yeah, a, a, just a gem of a bloke. Yeah. Uh, who unfortunately could also be his own worst enemy yep. when it came to, you know, just either bad behavior or indulging in whatever. And clearly. But- I highly recommend watching Adam Sandler stand up where he does the song. That's it, kind of what I was leaning to because he does the song at the end where he's, uh, you know, talking a bit about Farley and he mentions, you know, we'd be making Grown Ups 3 and it's like, well, you know, clearly you, you, you had this with Farley in mind. Yeah. I wonder if Kim and James are going, where? Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm right here. I'm right here. Right here. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, uh, by the way, listeners, I don't know if you're interested in Chris Farley at all, but there's a very good biography of him. Um, a book called The Chris Farley Show, which cool. is uh, definitely worth reading. I mean, um, yeah, look, he didn't, he wasn't around long, but I mean, you know, Tommy Boy, people are still talking about Tommy Boy to this yeah. day. Yeah. And although they still, you know, occasionally sort the of- fat bus driver from Billy Madison. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, the Chippendale sketch he did on yeah, Saturday Night Live with, with Swayze, which yeah. is just, yeah, just hilarious. Yeah. But also just really sweet as well. I mean, you know, Farley clearly had, um, you know, issues with his, with his weight. I mean, not just- Body issues, but I mean, he you know had psychological psychological yeah. about how he was put together, but he was not afraid to strip it all down, you know, for the sake of a good joke. Yeah, um, he, he used it to his advantage. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, look, we're sort of going off on a bit of a tangent here, but yeah, but by all means, check out uh, the Chris Farley show if you can if you can track it down. It's a good book. Now, um, if, if Guy recommends something, I advise you do it. <laughs> I advise we get into some trivia. Okay, trivia question number one. Okay, number okay. one. First ever trivia question from Guy Davis on yeah. Talking Science. Okay, what is the name of Julia Louis-Dreyfus, Guy's future wife? <laughs> um, <laughs> what is the name of her follow-up sitcom after um, after Seinfeld? The Adventures of New Christine? Was it that one? It was The New Adventures of The Old New Adventures Christ- of Old Christine. Christine. Sorry, yes. Which I enjoyed. It was corny. I think I watched maybe a season and a half, and then I just- 
drifted away from. I used to download sitcoms and watch them all the time. Yeah. I enjoyed it for what it was. I think I watched maybe one or two episodes of it and thought, yeah, this is fine. It's, but it's I mean. Just, it's very 2000 sitcom. Yeah. But she's so talented. Oh, and, yeah. and, so, and so compelling. Like it's like, yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, yeah. You, had, you had to wait a little while until she got veep. And it's like, yeah, yeah this is it. This is yeah. what you should be doing. But yes, one point to Dan over. <laughs> yeah, getting. Uh, I got um, half a point. Isn't it? Who replaced. Oh, uh, I, I, I go next. I go next. Oh, we you take, do. Okay, so I'm sorry. Oh, we do. Oh, I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> I got so excited that I wrote questions. My first question What was. Whose birthday was it that they were attending? What was the name? I want to say Pamela. Pamela, correct. All Guys right. winning by half a point. <laughs> <laughs> question two. Um, now, this is a more of an overarching Seinfeld question, but uh, an actor named Phil Bruns, not Neville Bruns, for, for, cats, for, cat, for cats fans. <laughs> Localizes the cats. <laughs> <laughs> Who replaced actor Phil Bruns playing Jerry's dad? Uh, I've got this in my notes, but I won't cheat. Uh, no, no, I haven't got it. I believe the actor's name is Barney Martin. Uh, let me just double check. Because <laughs> I, I might be wrong and there's no points to anyone. Were you going off the top of your head? Um, like, no, you, I, I did read that earlier. Oh, you did read it. I was going to say, because yeah, that's the kind of shit that you would know. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not that much of an authority when it comes to Seinfeld. I mean, we're, we're learning as we go here, people. It's going to be fun. Barney Martin is correct. Barney Martin is indeed correct. Now, oh, I'm going to give myself a point for that. <laughs> now, the, reason, the reason they replaced uh, Phil was because they wanted someone who was a bit more harsh and they thought that Barney was the right man for the job. Well, that's the thing. I mean, this guy seems, yeah, a little kind of, yeah, a bit passive. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... Um, to what they need that character to do later down the track. Yeah. yeah. Now, I, I can't remember the name of the actress who plays Jerry's mum, but, I mean, she was in it for, for ongoing, wasn't yeah. she? And, and very good. I like, I like her a lot. Her name is Liz Sheridan. Liz Sheridan. Okay. Yes. Uh, All right. My second question. Are you ready, Mr. Davis? Oh, I was born ready. Let's do this. What did Elaine buy Morty once that he didn't like? Oh... She bought you those things that you didn't like. Things being the answer. Oh, damn. It was something covered something. Oh, no. I, I remember this, but I don't remember this. Great dessert. The fruit. Was it chocolate covered, chocolate covered cherries? Strawberries. Strawberries. Uh, uh, not bad. Oh, cherries. Cher- no, did you say cherries? I did say cherries. No, you, you were correct. I thought I had strawberries <laughs> in my mind. <laughs> well done. Chocolate covered ster- uh, cherries. You are on I, fire, sir. No, no, you gave me a push there. That was nice. You're, you're, <laughs> You're, it's like you're teaching Elliot to swim by just pushing him into the pool. <laughs> All right. Um, again, this is, yeah, we're going off on a bit of a sidebar here, but I mean, we mentioned Laurie An- Lonnie Anderson yeah. here. I bet, uh, she probably got that a lot, Laurie Anderson. Yeah. Lonnie. It's just easier to say, Laurie. It is. Yeah. Isn't it? Um, but she was actually married for a time to a very big Hollywood star. Can I have a clue? Um, drove fast cars a lot in the 1970s. Burt Reynolds? Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> they were, yeah, they so were she get, was married to Burt? She was, yeah. I think they. I don't know if they had a son or they adopted a son together, but apparently the divorce was very nasty. Ooh, was it, so when they were married, was it lucky him or lucky her, do you think? I th- He's very rugged. He was, and he was Burt Reynolds. He was the yeah. biggest movie star <laughs> in the world for a, very, yeah, for a prolonged period of the 1970s. I know that's ancient history, but I mean, yeah, I mean, Burt Reynolds was the man. Yeah. Um, and Lonnie Anderson was a, was a TV star, essentially. Well, not even a TV star, but, you know, kind of like, uh, we can't get Farrah Fawcett and we can't get the next person on the list, so we'll get Lonnie Anderson okay. instead. So, yeah, I mean... Um, was there something wrong with Lonnie Anderson? <laughs> 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 I 
<laughs> it was a, it was a good get for for Lonnie. Okay, yeah, but things ended badly, and I think she took him for pretty much half he had. So. By, by 1990, would she just be appreciative of the fact that she was mentioned on a sitcom? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I think her friends would be going, Lonnie, they mentioned you. Whoa, what? <laughs> Call my agent. I'm back in business. I'm back, baby. <laughs> my final question, yes, uh, is what was the Scrabble word that he wouldn't let his mum use? Oh. I want to say quone. Quone, correct. Yeah. Three from three. I knew it was because it, it was like, are you tr- you're messing with clone here, but yeah. I, couldn't, I couldn't tell if it was quone. When a, or- when a patient doesn't behave, you quone yeah, him. <laughs> that was that was very Kramer. That's yeah. yeah he's he's letting Kramer out of the out of the cage with that one. I Absolutely. thought that was so believable and realistic. That argument. I'm just not going to play with you anymore, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's total quidgybo. It's it's how Scrabble always ends, though. Oh yeah. <laughs> when you just you know you down to some shit letters and you're like. <laughs> Mm, he? Yeah. <laughs> Triple word school for he. I'm going to look this up. <laughs> yeah. Or, yeah, you, you start to, you know, throwing out some really arcane kind of words. Yeah. <laughs> nah, not actually a word, pal. So, yeah. Okay. Well, I think we did okay with the trivia question. Yeah. Well done. We should have given you a chance at home to sort of, you know, we should have paused a bit and you, <laughs> where you say, I know that. I know that. That's not how we do it here at Four Vic Discount. No, no. It's, it's all us all the time. You're just lucky to be here, people. No, no. Now, do you want to do. We're lucky to have you. Do you want to do some patron mailbag questions before we do the run through or at the end? Let's do. Did we do the run? I think we sort of done the run through. I oh, know. You're going to do a proper run through. Oh, okay. That, that's, that was yeah. just a skim. We, at Four Vic Discount, we do the proper run through. Oh, good Lord. Okay then. <laughs> I wish I'd taken more notes, but let's do the... Uh, let's, let's. So, uh, it kicks off with the stand-up, doing the check that we discussed earlier. But then mm-hmm. we get the Elaine and Jerry in the video rental store. Now, was this a rental store? Because I don't recall a place where you could go, in Geelong anyway, when I was a kid, where you go and it was nothing but videos to purchase. Did these exist? Or oh. it was just a video store? Well, are they renting or are they buying? Well, she says, I'm going to buy this as a present. Okay, well, so, I'm, I was very confused because it looked like a rental store because it had adult and it had all these- True. It, it looked it, and it felt like a rental store. It did. It, yeah. I mean, so- But then she said, I'm going to buy it for a present. Well, maybe they had both. But uh, yeah, it, it really did seem more like a rental store than, yeah, than yeah. an actual purchase store. I and, mean, and that, to me, just brought back so many memories of going to the video shop. It was one of my favourite things in the world. Oh, the video, going to the video store was just oh, It was just the, the smell, like, yeah. everything about it. The commercials on the TV the, up the corner. Oh, yeah. You know, posters for upcoming- Oh, that's coming out soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and bantering with the guy that worked behind the counter. Yeah. I mean, um, it's funny. I was um, following some people on Twitter who were talking about um, the, the movie Clerks mm-hmm. the other day. And, you know, how back in 94 or whenever that movie came out, you yeah. were sort of paying out on, oh, man, you're just, you know, sitting behind the counter of a video shop all day or you're just working as a clerk behind a- It was the dream job a, for me as a kid. And this thing is like, yeah, in these days, it's a lot like gig employment or, you know, underemployment or it's like- Man, they're going to pay you to sit behind the counter all day, and watch movies. occasionally check out a video, you know, occasionally sort of dust the shelves or whatever, but mostly just sort of sit there and, you know. Free movies whenever you want them. Yeah. It's the dream. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. Did video store workers get chicks? And vice versa. Um, like, did chicks get guys if they worked at the video shop? I don't think so. I mean, no. to the, it, was, it wasn't to attractive the, to work in a video shop. Not really. No, it's kind of viewed as, um, as the best you can do. Can't do anything. What's else. the equivalent now of a video shop worker? Oh golly, um, pop culture worker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm trying I'm, a comic book store. I guess. I guess so. Yeah, but I mean, mostly to be like you know someone on on Twitter or uh, or on Facebook who says you know who basically talks about movies all day. A reviewer. Oh, yeah, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you basically had that life 
You got paid. You got paid to stay at home and write about movies. Sometimes, yes. Well, where, where else did you write them? Did you have to go to oh, the paper and write them? Oh no, I'd stay home and write. But you, yeah, you'd yeah. go and talk to people and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd either you'd leave the house to go out and talk to people, or you'd go to a screening at a at a theatre or something yeah, yeah. like that. Did you ever kick yourself sometimes, where you, or pinch yourself, where you're just like, "I'm getting paid to watch this movie, or I'm getting paid to talk to this Quentin Tarantino or Samuel Jackson?" Oh yeah, look, that that was an absolute blast. Um, never spoke to Samuel L. Jackson, unfortunately. Oh, okay. Yeah, look, I think there are occasions when I thought, oh, you know, shouldn't I be like a war correspondent or an investigative journalist? <laughs> if I'm going to be, you know, a reporter or a writer or something like that, shouldn't I be doing something worthwhile? So, no. No, this is actually pretty cool. Yeah. You know, and I mean, oh, look, I'm turning this into a bloody therapy session, but I mean, I never half-assed it or anything like that. I mean, I've always, you know, tried to give my uh, my paper or my publisher and the people who are reading it value for their money you know i wanted to you know write the best possible review i could so you know i'd load it up with as much information as i can i'd you know give the the subject as much thought as possible you know what i mean because yeah i think you have those moments you realize well this is a pretty sweet gig and also I th- actually i remember hearing this while i was i was probably at the start of my reviewing career and i was you know driving around this is when well eddie mcguire's still on the radio but he was you know on the radio and yeah but he was saying something, oh, yeah, bloody movie reviewers. You gave that to the person who couldn't do anything else. and then You gave that to the person in the newsroom who couldn't do anything else. Yeah, I'm surprised someone in his position would say something like that. I was like, about to say, mate, you're a fucking sports writer. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's, <laughs> you know, it's kind of the same thing. But anyway, and I think I remember hearing that and sort of gave me a little bit of a complex about it. But, um, you know, look, it was a legit job and, you know, I wrote it for as long as I could. <laughs> and you've got plenty more stories than a lot of other people have. Well, that's true. And that's we're going to get them all out here on the podcast. They are indeed. They are indeed. <laughs> now, a good friend of mine, you know, who... Um, Do you have recordings of your interviews with people? Like, did you have to record them or was it just written notes? Oh, uh, no, recorded. But um, this is, you know, back in the day when you're actually using, like, cassettes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'd, you you've know, kept them, though? Um, no, not all of them. Not all of them. No, okay. some... Um, <laughs> it's too cheap to spring for new tapes. <laughs> And I, <laughs> Did you record over probably? Oh, some absolutely. I mean, I don't know if I've still got my interview with Tarantino or anything like that. Man, it's a shame. Yeah, although that's probably on like a digital recorder that just bit the dust. Yeah. Yeah, but in terms of tapes- no, You can try and save as much as you can, man. I know. Patrons well, want to hear this shit. True, true. But I mean, this was- uh, I did a lot of this stuff in the era before- you know, social media and before generation surveillance when, you know, like you know, everything was going to be- Reused. Reused. Or replayed for, yeah, later on. Yeah, yeah. forever. You know, yeah. I, I wrote it down. I turned it into a story, and I figured, okay, well, that's what you get. That's the uh, yeah. yeah, as opposed to <laughs> me going. Uh, so, do you, uh, Mister Tarantino, do you like stuff? <laughs> Which is pretty much how the interview <laughs> went. <laughs> <laughs> were, you, were you really nervous for Tarantino? Um, a bit. Um, I know it's a bit of a sidetrack. We'll get back to the stage in a second. We'll we will. Yeah. Um, I was because I mean I was a huge fan. Um, who's not? Who's not? That's true. But I get. The, but I'd also, you know, I mean, I'd been following his career from the from the get-go and sort of I knew that he liked certain films that were a bit obscure but that I also liked and I get oh you know we could bond over this um and I remember sort of name checking some movie to him and he kind of not oh yeah that's a good movie and it's like you mean we're not going to be BFFs we're not going to you know you're not going to invite me to your house in Hollywood and we can watch it and you know <laughs> that was the best the- reference I had man yeah man I'm giving you the I'm giving you my gold <laughs> And you're, and you're just not you're not picking it up. You're not picking up what I'm putting down. Later, I think uh, I was you know talking with a a, a friend who's uh, based in LA and who's a, a you know interviewer and reviewer yeah. as well. 
and he said, and he's interviewed Tarantino a lot, and said, oh yeah, here's the thing, he he always has to be the one. He's the pop culture guy. He's the one making the references. Yeah, he's okay. the one, yeah I mean, if you do that, he'll we, be like, yeah, yeah, you know what you're talking about, but let's get back to what I'm talking about here. Okay. I mean, the guy's- So it's like a comedian in a room of normal people. Who, pretty He has much, to be the funny yeah. guy. He's, he's got to be the one sort of guiding it. Yeah. yeah. And I'm mean, like, more power to him. I don't, I don't disrespect that. You pissed that. Tarantino off from the beginning. I didn't piss him off. No, <laughs> no, no. But- uh, Check out this motherfucker dropping references. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're not going to be as- <laughs> I met this great guy and hang on, no, no, I won't do my Tarantino impersonation because it's not really impersonation. I met this guy. And Would no, you like me to get my feet out? <laughs> <laughs> oh, good lord! Um, no, we didn't become BFFs, which is a bit sad. But you know, but we, it was a good interview, regardless. So. Well, patrons listening out there, maybe one day we'll get some of the guys' recordings of interviews if we can find them. I'll try. Big and maybe. F- I'll try and find them. But it would be cool because I'll be interested to hear as well. <laughs> but yeah, so they're in the video rental store and they're discussing like the the porn stars. I don't believe you've seen this. Oh, uh-huh. lovely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do you think their parents think? <laughs> so, uh, what's your son doing now, Dr. Stevens? Oh, he's a public fornicator. <laughs> yes, he's a fine boy. <laughs> it's, it's just like, how would you go if you had a family member, just a distant cousin who was a porn star? Would that bother you? Um, like, you're close enough where you see them at Christmas. You don't see them all the time. But would, would you feel weird knowing that your cousin is a porn star? Like, would, being related... Because they're discussing how That's, the, yeah. the parents are porn stars here. I don't think I could deal with my daughter being a porn star. No, no. I mean, look, I like to think I'm kind of open-minded and progressive enough. Until like, it gets to the actual situation. Yeah, until, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the thing. I mean, like, oh, well, you know... You know, it's their so choice. It, it, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah for, if they're not being forced to do anything they yeah. don't want to do, if they're you know making a bit of uh, decent bit of bank off it, and whatnot, yeah, 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 it's like and you know positive sexuality and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, at the same time, it's like you know who watches these things. True, people like me. die in the nineties who go to the theaters. <laughs> <laughs> people like me. <laughs> so um, yeah, I imagine I'd be a bit kind of okay. Yeah, <laughs> you'd, you'd meet at uh, Easter or Christmas or whatever, and like. How's work? Going all right? Okay, good. Yeah. Now, now, now let's- yeah. That's out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> How about those cats? <laughs> you know, or something like that. You change the conversation pretty quickly. Pretty I mean, sunny outside. That's the thing. I wouldn't- I, Look, I like to think I would not be a douchebag about it and say, oh, still doing the, the porn, are you? Where, I mean, I'm like, okay, cool. I mean, if, it, if that's your gig, that's your gig. You're getting I mean, paid 10 times more than what you're getting paid. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm, to well, have I'm, fun. I'm, I'm, I'm packing boxes of pop culture. <laughs> <laughs> I look, and that's no disrespect to pop culture. I, I kind of dug packing the boxes at pop culture. <laughs> I miss you at work, by the way. You need to come uh, back. I know. I'll, I'll stick my head in at some stage. <laughs> or, you know, when everything else goes south, I'll be coming back with my hat in my hand saying, <laughs> you Please, need, sir. Please, sir. I'm, I'm pretty good at putting those puppies boxes. I'm not doing it really fast, but, you know, you'll get it. <laughs> I'm not going to break any. <laughs> uh, so they've basically used this scene to set up the fact that Establishing that they were once a couple. Yes. Because, so, yeah, like I said at the start of the podcast, that you need to know that they're probably not going to get back together again, which yeah. is what the whole purpose of this was. I guess it's... And it's believable in the sense that it would be... I've never been in this situation where I've remained friends with an ex. You have. I have. So, I feel like you could relate to this a lot more than I would. Um, I'm alone in this situation where if I... I if I was trying to be friends with an ex of mine, then I saw her flirting with somebody else, I couldn't watch it. But you've managed to be fine with it. Yeah. The thing is, yeah, I mean, look, I've had... Well, I was um, I was married. I was married. Yeah, I'm now divorced. But uh, and but my ex-wife and I have remained quite close friends. And yeah. you know, my 
sort of go-to line about that is we we split as husband and wife so we could stay friends. Was it was it ever or like, did you, was it ever a sense of jealousy though? N- not really. I not mean, really. No. no, okay. no. I mean, it was pretty much we knew it was over, and then okay. And yeah. when she met someone else, it was and the right thing. I, to yeah, do. yeah, yeah. And I was I was I was happy that she met someone else, and yep. you know that she's now married to this guy, and you know he's a perfectly nice guy. Yeah. Uh, at the same time, I'd also had another. A few years after that, had a breakup that you know I didn't see coming. And was it on the levels of Lonnie and Bert? Uh, yeah, very much. So. <laughs> well, actually, no, she didn't get half my shit, so that's so worked out. Half okay. my shit, half my shit. <laughs> um, but I didn't see it coming, and you know I was kind of beating myself up over you know handling it badly or handling the relationship badly to the point where it had to end. Yep, or just being careless. And then when I saw that this uh, this woman had uh, started seeing another dude. I was seeing red, man. I was furious, even yeah. though, yeah, even though I mean, and, even- not, and not angry at her, more angry at myself, and also angry at this guy who showed up on the scene. I was in good shape because I would go to the. I thought there's two ways I could work this out. I can either, you know, sit in the bathtub with a bottle of gin, <laughs> or I can go to the gym and, and sweat it out. What would, you, and, what would you listen to in the bath? Oh, probably Leonard Cohen. <laughs> <laughs> Something really maudlin. Yeah. Um, or I could go to the gym and sweat it out, and. <laughs> Yeah, so I went to the gym a bit, and yeah, actually, I listened to Linda Cohen and, <laughs> and and listened to I think it was I don't know Pantera or, or was Prodigy. Black Sox guy there. Black Sox guy was not there that day because yeah, I probably would have punched him in his face. <laughs> Change those socks. How is he going? Is he still at the gym? Um, you haven't I, been since. I have not been to the gym for a little while. <laughs> not because of Black Sox guy, just because I'm lazy. And eventually, that because I mean, this woman and I. Well, you know, we made an effort to remain friends and we're still friendly to this day. But, uh, yeah, I mean, just at that stage where it's like, I moved on and I'm seeing someone else. I'm like, well, how that's- dare you, Ravon? Oh, man. What's her name, Greta? How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> how dare you? How dare you love someone else? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, um, yeah, so I can sort of, I can see both sides of this yeah. particular uh, I just dynamic. The, the chemistry was so believable here. Yeah. That, that, that scene in the taxi- was so legit. <laughs> like, where she's like, nothing. I'm like, this is me and Nicola. <laughs> I've <got> something wrong. <laughs> like, you're angry about something. But then you tell me it's nothing. Well, it's clearly nothing. Oh, yeah. Clearly not nothing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's a whole lot of stuff about, you know, men are kind of emotionally unintelligent. Like, no, we just need straightforward intel. That's what, that's what, like, um, don't give us contradictory information. That's what the whole first episode was about. How, like, yeah. we, we just tell us whether you, you know, whether you like us or not. We don't yeah. have to play the, the, yeah. the chasing game. <laughs> we don't understand. Um, so, also, there's a moment in this scene, just at the end of it, where the two old ladies walk off, and one of them walks offset. Yes. Yeah, they, that annoyed them because it made it look cheap. Like, yeah, yeah. Made it look, oh god, we're on, we're actually on a set here. We're not yeah. in a, a very cheap looking video store. We're on a cheap looking set. Yeah, I did. I, I didn't actually notice it. I did read about it later. But I, I watched it. I was looking for it. After. Uh, I should yeah. have. I should have rewound to sort yeah. of um, to check that out. So, something, something I did like in yeah. in this opening scene, though. I mean. While I'm just on the Julia Louis Dreyfus adoration train, mm-hmm. with just like it will never end for 180 episodes. No, keep, <laughs> keep it rolling, boys. Yeah. Uh, I was just, I think she says something like, "Have you lost it, man?" Yeah. It's like, <laughs> just a, just she's a, perfect. Just, just putting a nice bit of hot sauce on on a line that could, you know, you could just say a it, wedding. Yeah, you could just say it in any old way, but I mean, yeah, just put a little spin on it. Yeah, you know, I, mean, I, I like using the line, "Are you mad, woman?" <laughs> to Nicola all the time. <laughs> Wait a second, wait a second. We could work out a little deal here. What little deal? I will go to that. 
You go with me to the little family wedding I have on Saturday. A wedding? Have you lost it, man? <laughs> you know, my parents are coming in for this. They're coming in? Yeah, tomorrow. Hey, did your father ever get that hair weave? No, no. Still doing the big sweep across. Why does he do that? Doesn't think anyone can tell. <laughs> so come on, we have a deal. A wedding? There's a lot of people to mock. <laughs> All right, what the hell? We mentioned that earlier, but it's a good indication. It's, it's a very Seinfeld thing, isn't it? Where it's just to stand back and just make fun of people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a real life thing. That's what we we all do it. Very much so. But I mean, something I was reminded of, and I talked about it in when we were talking about episode one of the Seinfeld yeah. Chronicles. How very much an episode of Seinfeld is like a mini Woody Allen movie, like a classic mm-hmm. Woody Allen movie. Yeah. And there's a scene in Annie Hall, which is probably Woody's most regard, well regarded movie, mm-hmm. most loved movie, where. Woody Carrington, Diane's character, Diane Keaton's character, who is Annie Hall, are just sitting on a park bench and they're just ragging on people, walking past them in Central so Park. So much fun. And, it, yeah, and that's the scene where you can clearly tell, oh, yeah, these two are, are made for each other. Because, yeah. you know, they've both got a it's, not a... it's not a mean sense of humour, but it's a little bit nasty. You know, I mean, but every, you're right. Everybody pokes fun yeah. at it. Yeah, it's a great and way to break the ice, too. Like, if you make a joke about someone and they laugh and do it as well, you're like, all right, this, all right, this yeah, is it. Good, yeah. They're not poking fun at me. We can poke fun at other people. So that's good. Yeah, so, I mean, um, I just think it's a, real, it's a really nice bit of shorthand that shows, oh, yeah, look, even if Jerry and Elaine aren't meant to be, you know, the, the couple, it's like they're a good, they're a a good, good pair. Yeah. yeah, they're a good match. I, I, I've sort of got here where you watch the Seinfeld Chronicles, you're like... Maybe I will like this show. Maybe I won't. Mm. It's hard to watch this scene and not immediately fall in love with the show Seinfeld. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 I mean, um, yeah. Some shows take a little while to find their feet. I mean, this one- I'm yeah. talking about porn on a sitcom. Yeah. <laughs> was, was, was that done in 1990? Oh, probably not. Oh, yeah. Holding Pro- up a porn video and stuff? Well, you couldn't actually see- you What know, it was. I know what you mean. But, but yeah. they're, they're giving some indication that, yeah, that, it is, that it's X-rated stuff. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I remember if, you make it, if you're doing Julia that- thought it was kind of raunchy talking about porn. In oh, a okay. Yeah. Ah. yeah. I mean, if people were doing it, they were probably doing it just as, you know, they were hinting at it. Yeah. Or, you know, Ooh, we're a bit cheeky talking about, you know, you know, X-rated movies or whatever. Yeah. But, yeah. Now, in this next scene, they're at the um, at the dinner that Julia's dragged him to. I've just got here. I know it sounds silly. It sounds creepy, but I thought Julia looked stunning with her hair up. Oh, yeah. Like, she had her hair the normal Elaine way in the first scene, but with her hair up, she just looks like a completely different woman. Oh, yeah. She's got great hair. Yeah. Incredible hair. Incredible hair. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> is that weird of me to think that she's got incredible hair? No, no, no. I mean, I was thinking that as well. I mean, you... Look at the final scene as well, though, when there's just... There's so much of it. Yeah. <laughs> so much hair. <laughs> <laughs> now, I've written down here, drawing attention to his mistake... Dash Y, but I can't remember what the mistake oh, was. Oh, so he um he didn't bring a present and then oh, that's right. wasn't wearing the same clothes. Oh, that's right. He's, but he just keeps telling everybody, I, I didn't bring you anything. I didn't bring you anything. Yeah. <laughs> you could probably get away with, yeah, but. Uh, but I guess so, if you're going to a party where, it, like we've had the conversation just prior to going in, did you get a present? No, I didn't. I, I guess it's easy to say I didn't rather it's than easy. ask for one. Or It's easy to throw yourself on the sword. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you, you and sort of, you know. Take the piss out of yourself, or you know, draw attention to yourself. Rather than have it. someone say, "Oh, you didn't get dressed up for this one, did you?" or something. Yes, yeah. and you know, you know that people are going to be saying a bit later, you know, he didn't bring a present. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's like get the elephant out of the room but, immediately. But at know? least he copped to it. How big a tip you think it would take to get him to stop? I'm in for five. I'll supply the hat. Uh oh, what do we have here? 
don't you relax and take your jacket off? Oh, I can't. Uh, I have a tendency to get chilly. How masculine. Plus, I'm wearing short sleeves. I don't want to expose my tattoos. <laughs> She's unbelievable. The next thing I wrote down, well, Jerry's got a tie because that's when he says yeah, it. Yeah. It's like, yeah, even if she doesn't look like Julie Lou Dreyfus, well, they're not the same sort of physical type. Although he's attracted, to, he's attracted to her just the, just the banter. Just the banter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the banter starts very quickly. And it, yeah, so, uh, and she would be a good match for Jerry, I feel. She gets yeah. his humour. and But Elaine cock-blocked him. I, she's, she's straight up cock-blocked and, him. And at, when I was watching this first, I was like, she's not meaning to, but no, she was. Yeah. Yeah. Because as she reveals later on, she didn't like seeing you flirt. I don't yeah. like seeing you flirt. It makes me feel awkward and weird. I'm like, mm. fuck you, Elaine. <laughs> 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 Jerry was in. This show could have gone a completely different way. Yeah. It could have, you know, we could have had Vanessa. We could have had uh, actress Lynn, what's her name? Lynn, Lynn Clark. Well, she, Lynn comes Clark. Back for, she comes back for the season finale, so stay tuned for that. Oh, my goodness. Well, yeah. <laughs> how many episodes did Seinfeld do? Five. Oh, altogether, 180. I, I mean, this season one finale. Oh, so in, okay. in three more episodes, you'll see it. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. like, you're going to have to wait 180 episodes <laughs> for me to start talking. Remember I was talking the season about- season finale. Remember I was talking about Lynn? She was real nice. <laughs> if we're still doing podcasts in 2050 or whatever. But yeah, so it's just it's just the dinner. It and is. Jerry is-, is I sort of thought he fell in love with her a bit too quick. She's like, she's incredible. I'm not, you've spoken to her for about 12 seconds. Yeah, but, true. <laughs> but, yeah, you, but he's, he thinks- well, You've got a 23-minute episode. You've got to, you know, compact. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he sort of, he felt like he couldn't flirt with her for two reasons. A, because he thought she had a boyfriend that was yeah. next to her, which makes perfect sense. There's a guy next to her talking to her. You're like, yeah. okay, well, I'm not going to cut this but guy But she lunch. was going- She was trying. She was, yeah. If Nicola's doing this to another guy when I'm next to her- I won't do nothing because I'm scared of Nicola. But <laughs> I should be putting a stop to it. <laughs> You know, um, you could use a little work on your manners. Why? What did I do? Well, well, I just don't appreciate these little courtesy responses, like I'm selling you aluminum siding. Who's listening? No, you couldn't wait to get back to your little conversation. No, you you were talking about the um, the the dream you had, uh-huh. where you were um, you you had wooden teeth. No, no, you had wooden teeth. You had wooden teeth. I didn't have wooden teeth. You did. All right, so I had wooden teeth. So what? So so nothing, nothing. Now I've just noticed at the time I've got yes. to be at dinner in half an hour. So let's oh, skim Lord. through this episode, shall we? <laughs> yes, let's. Uh, okay, we got another Jerry uh, stand-up bit yep, yep. talking about the uh, the, pl- the platonic uh, relationship. Yes. Um, Did we I, get the parents? It's something, I, it's something I always thought was funny, though. I mean that someone who would name something after themselves. I've always thought this about like bands that are called like there's a 70s band called the Steve Miller Band. Yeah, I know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jen, you've you know. got band members. Why is it only you? Yeah, exactly. I mean. Steve's probably doing the bulk of the writing. He's probably the front man or whatever. But yeah, everyone else in the group must be like, you know, you could call yourself like, you know, <laughs> I don't know, Steve and the Jesters or some such yeah. shit. Well, have you heard the, Jackson, the yeah. Jackson Five? five. Yes. <laughs> that, that works. <laughs> everyone knows Michael Jackson is Michael Jackson. Yeah. But, you know, there are five of us. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I admire the balls of someone and say, hey, you want to join the Steve Miller band? It's like, why don't we call it the... John Smith band because I'm John Smith. I've got these great songs. I can't play them. Can you play them for me? And it's going to be named after to me. me. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. So Jerry's parents are in the um, the living room, and then after a bit of conversation, they the, his dad suggests, "Why don't you um, do, do the, the sake?" But just prior to that, his mum asks, "Why did it not work with Elaine?" Hmm. And we sort of get the, the the awkward line of was it a weight issue? And I'm just like, I don't know whether that would fly anymore. But um, but I loved. But, uh, the, I loved- but yeah, that's the thing. I mean. 
Yeah, we've never had any indication that Elaine was overweight or no, underweight no. or whatever. So, I mean, it could just be one of Jerry's sort of neuroses. Well, like- he said it was the, the physical chemistry wasn't there. Uh, and I, I loved Liz's acting here where she was just didn't say anything. She was like, a bit flushed. <laughs> Avoided eye contact. She's very good, Liz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, then we get the actual stakeout. And this is the only George in the whole episode. But, yeah. But and, it's George, and, George. And, and it, it made sense what you said before where he didn't need to be there. But I'm glad he was. Yeah. Because <laughs> he was well, so otherwise great. it's just, yeah. Oh. You needed Jerry to be bantering with somebody while he's yeah. waiting. Plus, yeah. Plus- it, it just set up a funny conversation. What are they going to do when she actually gets here? It's good from a comedic structure standpoint. Like, yeah, yeah. you've got more banter. So, that's good. And any, any scene where it's Jerry and George sort of, you know, riffing on each other is good stuff. But also- It's all about the build up to the moment as well, I but guess. But story-wise, it makes sense as well. Or character-wise, it makes sense. Because, you know, oh, there's just a, you know- Jerry's defused a bit by having someone there as opposed to just, yeah, I'm just waiting here for someone. It's like, eh, it's a bit creepy. But, you know, yeah. if, if you've got a friend there, it's like, okay, well, mm, it's not quite as weird. Uh, they're both waiting for someone. But Jason was just in his element here. He was. <laughs> he was just like- <laughs> he was nailing it. Well, it's our first proper George lie. And it's it's one of the, his trademarks where yeah. he just makes shit up. He's so good at it. Yeah. That's <laughs> he, he's But he-, he he is good at it. He's good at being a fantasist, but he's he's a terrible liar because he just he embellishes too much. Keep it simple. Yeah, I say this as a long term liar. Um, I build railroads. Yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> I design railroads. It's very easy to overthink it, and you know these guys are kind of masters at it. But um, I thought they were engineers. They do. <laughs> yeah, that's it's actually yeah. It's, it's so easy to poke a hole in a fake story. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. You know, Saying you're a doctor. Well, what kind of doctor? Uh, feet? Yeah. You know, or, but but you know. George is so good at just covering his tracks on the spot. Yeah. yeah. He, <laughs> so, yeah, you're, you're right. He is. He is, it's, he is it's, a good it's all about the delivery, too. Like, he says it. Like, he believes it. You know? Like, he says, yeah. for that moment, I was a marine biologist. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. But, I mean, when if I sort of tried to lie and say, oh... Yeah, I'm an architect. Oh, well, well, what kind of thing do you design? I mean, oh, is it civic design? I mean, do you design like toilet blocks? Do you design skyscrapers? Yeah. Are you, you know, there are people who design roller coasters. Well, they're, they're more engineers. When you can tell someone's lying, do you nitpick to try and prove them wrong? Or do you just go, oh, let's just let this guy lie? It, it depends on the situation yeah. the person. I mean, if someone's, you know. Sometimes you know someone's bullshitting. You just let them bullshit. Yeah, just like- they clearly feel the need to in this situation. Whether they're, you know, maybe they're intimidated by me. It happens more often than you might think. Um, <laughs> or, you know, they got something going on in their life that, you know, they can't, they feel like they can't tell the truth. Just let it slide. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you re encounter this person somewhere down the line, they say, you know, I wasn't really an actor. He's like, that's cool, man. Yeah. You know, if they turn out to be an okay person, or, you right. know, if they, keep, yeah, if they keep doing that shit on yeah. and on and on and on. It's when someone tells the same bullshit story three times and gets it different every time. Yeah. That's what annoys me. Yeah. Or, you know, the lie starts to really, you know, it yeah. just keeps going. Yeah. Your sister <laughs> says, I met this really great architect. <laughs> so, you didn't. That's from the theme song cues. That's in the, yeah. the episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hate to break your heart, sis. You did not. Well, what do you want me to say? I just wandered in here. We're having lunch with a friend. He works in the building. What is his name? Bert Harbinson. Bert Harbinson. Bert Harbinson. Right. It sounds made up. Okay. <laughs> Right, um, art core. Art core. Valet. 
Corvillet? Yeah, right. What does he do? He's an importer. Just imports, no exports? He's an importer-exporter, okay? Lane <laughs> never call you back? No, I guess she's still mad. I don't understand. You, you, you never talk to her about other women? Never. Wait a second. That's her. On the right. I forgot who I am. Who am I? You're you. We're having lunch with Art Corvillet. Vandalay. Corvillet. Let me be the architect. I can do it. I can do it. Hey, hey, uh... Pamela's birthday party. Didn't I see you there, Jerry? Sure. Hi. Uh, this is George. I'm sorry. Vanessa. Uh, nice to meet you. Ah, Sagan Bennett Robbins Oppenheim and Taft. That's right. Yeah. What are you doing here? Oh. Uh, we're meeting a friend of ours for lunch. Works here in the building. Yeah, Art Vandelay. Really? Which company? I don't know. Uh, he's an importer. Importer. And exporter. He's an importer, exporter. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm an architect. Really? Yeah. What do you design? Uh, railroads. Uh... I thought engineers do that. They can. <laughs> Jerry learns here, though, that um, it wasn't her boyfriend. It was her cousin. Cousin. Yes. Yeah, so, so, so he's yay. in. It all worked out well for Jerry. Then uh, he's playing Scrabble with his mum. This reminded me of playing Scrabble with Nan. <laughs> As a kid, I love playing Scrabble with Nan. Um, and they had the fight. It's just so believable that the squabble in this, isn't oh, it? Oh, yeah. Look, <laughs> Scrabble is for squabbling. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like the... Is it the more distinguished version of... Is it Monopoly? Well, Monopoly's... Monopoly's... Well, yeah, it always ends in fights, as does Scrabble. But I feel like Scrabble's more maybe toned down version of Monopoly because Monopoly gets pretty damn heated. It can because it gets it gets to the point where you're smug. There's always one person that's smug by the end of the game. There's a little less chance yeah. in, in Scrabble as well. I mean, you've got to I mean, you've got to have the actual you know, talent. Yeah, you, you oh, it's not, not talent. You, but are you rolling the dice in Scrabble? I mean, it's no, been a while you, since you I pull, played you're it. Pulling the the letters yeah. out, which are face down. Yeah, but I mean. There's an element of chance to say Monopoly, where it's like, oh, man, I threw a, I threw a six and now I'm in jail. Yeah. Whereas Scrabble, it's just like, mm, no, you've just got to make the most of what you've got. Of course, you can do that with Monopoly as well. But I mean, with Scrabble, it's like, oh, I've got these letters. Uh, let me think, 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 think. Yeah, oh, yeah. yes, I came up with this yeah. word that I remember from, you know, whatever. It's like, is that an actual word? Yes, it is. You can look it up in that dictionary <laughs> over there. But and I feel like you and I need to play a game of Scrabble. Let's do that. Sometime. Let's do it. We, we, we could actually live podcast our game of Scrabble. Will you let me use the word quone? That's the question. Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> if Seinfeld has taught us anything, uh, well, it's taught us two things this episode. Julia Louis-Dreyfus is a goddess and quone is not a word. Yeah. Uh, now, now, Elaine has left a message. For Jerry, yes, um, we're not sure about the tone. Hope, hope you hope your lunch with Art Vandelay went well. <laughs> <laughs> so great! <laughs> it's just a, even the audience was like, "Uh oh, yeah, this, this is not going to end well." Oh, Elaine called. She said she'd be here at two thirty, and she says, "Hope your meeting went well with Art Vandelay." <laughs> she said, "What?" Just what I said here. She knows. Oh, I am such a jackass. She knows what? She knows the whole stupid thing, Vanessa in the elevator. No, 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 that won't do it. He may have the Z. So how did she find out? 
Because Vanessa probably told Pamela. And Pamela probably told Elaine. So, uh, what are you? Afraid of her? Yes. Yes, I am. What else did she say on the phone? Whatever I wrote down. Yeah, but how, what was the tone in her voice? How did she sound? Who am I, Rich Little? Well, she can't be too mad. She's still coming to the wedding. Yeah, but now I'm nervous. Oh, stop it. So then Jerry's waiting with his family for the wedding. Um, and Elaine and him have the conversation. Let's just get out of the way now. Let's not do it in the car. And she admits that she was jealous. She didn't like seeing yeah. it. And it's it's true. Like, it makes sense. It does. A lot of people would feel this way. Yeah. yeah. So it was a very believable storyline in that sense. Yeah. Um, Jerry's they, relatives seem interesting. Yeah. <laughs> there's a whole bunch of little- They're like, characters. Yeah. There's, you get the feeling you could do spin-off episodes of, you know, maybe not, not a whole series about them, but certainly a spin-off episode about, you know- what, the guy what, with the... What yeah, did the he guy, bring? The, the Levine, Levine. He's like, yeah. yeah like he, my what, what card did he bring? He brought the station wagon, didn't he? Oh, that's right. That's yeah. the whole reason I brought the <laughs> wagon. Yeah. Everyone gets a little bit of something, yeah. I mean, yeah, you don't have to get a, a whole catchphrase yourself, but yeah, you just get a little sort of, oh, yeah, that'll get a laugh from your live studio audience. That's yeah. great. <laughs> and one of the... Is this his uncle or something? He says, I'm writing, I'm writing a book. It's an autobiography based on my own, all my experiences. Yeah. Like, that's what an autobiography <laughs> is, pal. <laughs> I just thought that was actually pretty funny. Jerry's just like, yeah, yeah, you're right. Oh, really? <laughs> um, but they have the conversation and then Jerry's, she, Elaine says, oh, that's great. He's like, great? That we can talk about other people? Why great? And then she comes <laughs> clean that she staked out a guy at his men's club, I think it was. Yes, and he's- um, uh, At his wa- health club. He's a Wall Street guy. And he's really quite attractive. Yeah, and, and, and he's funny. <laughs> yeah, and that's where Jerry's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> kind of like with someone was uh, an ex of Tarantino. He knows a lot about pop culture. Well, <laughs> look, I, I hope my ex-wife isn't listening to this too much because, well, maybe she is. But, you know, I remember when, you know, she met this guy and she was getting married and- I think one reason I was okay with it, he, he was nothing like me. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was very different to me. Yeah, and that makes complete sense. Yeah, and I was like, well, you know, at least I'm not being traded in for, you know, an upgraded guy. It's like, I mean, yeah. genetic jackhammer, right? Well, yes. <laughs> yeah, you being the genetic jackhammer. <laughs> thank you for clarifying that. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, um, yeah, her new husband is, yeah, a, not polar opposite to me, but, yeah, quite different. I'm yeah. Like, I'm okay with I'm, this. <laughs> I, I, I endorse this relationship. Yeah. <laughs> As a crusty brand seal of approval. <laughs> I heartily endorse this. <laughs> this marriage or relationship. Yeah. Um, and then it closes out with um, just a last bit of uh, last bit of uh, Jerry stand-up. And I've got to say, the 90s were good for a lot of things. The early 90s were not really good for fashion. Look at that clash. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah, not good, was it? <laughs> that's, that's just... Three different outfits, yeah. all in one. <laughs> I mean, like, oh, I've got the grey uniting. It's like you don't. Does man. anything go with sneakers, though? Seriously, no. Uh, I mean, I, as I, I invest in a pair of like uh, old school Nike, white Nike with the blue mm. swoosh. That you know, and yeah, and I was thinking, man, good with jeans and a white shirt. I mean, it's very Jerry Seinfeld, but I mean, I think I could sort of pull this off, you know, in my in my okay. middle age. Yeah. And Jerry was kind of what I was thinking of in that regard, but yeah. Did you have the pants, would you have your pants pulled right up like Jerry does with the shirt tucked in? Oh, I think age is probably, you know, precluding me doing that now. And suddenly <laughs> as, you, as you get older, it's like, oh, can't I just wear these lows? Yeah. like, I've got to pull your pants. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but that look, yeah, that, that, that particular fashion choice was a bad choice. Yeah. <laughs> but all in all though, um, the stakeout, 
like you said, not much happened in the episode, but it was really great establishing Elaine as a character, their relationship, much relationship so, yeah. with Jerry. Yeah, you're getting a- George got his bit, Kramer got his bit. Yeah, Kramer is becoming more of his Kramer. Well, yeah, we're getting uh, we're getting parents got in. Art Vandalay, Importer got- Exporting. Yeah, so it's it's very much um, vintage. Seinfeld. This is what I like about Seinfeld. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, it's setting the course. I will like to get a bit more George as the show goes on. Yeah, yeah. but as for now, I'm happy getting him in small doses. That's fine. Now, I'm looking up on Wikipedia, yes. um, not on Wikipedia, on uh, Z Google, and it's saying that the next episode is called The Robbery. Oh. Season one, episode three, The Robbery, June you, 7th, 1990. Can you give us a uh, preview of coming attractions about that one? Or? I will do that. It says here, in the episode, Jerry leaves Elaine in charge of his apartment while he goes on tour. When he returns, he finds the apartment has been robbed and after Kramer left the front door open, while Kramer promises to find the robbers, George offers him the chance to move into a much better apartment Move he accepts, allowing Elaine to move into Jerry's apartment and away from her annoying roommate Tina. Oh, I watched this the other day. It's pretty damn funny. Okay, it's well, really I, haven't, I haven't watched it. Yet. Who plays Tina? Actually, we don't see Tina. We don't see Tina. We only hear oh, about Tina. I remember okay. correctly. Yeah, we only hear about Tina. She's very, <laughs> very. She's one of those uh, actors. She's an actress, oh, and it's okay. all about all about. She's always acting at home, and she's very uh, a methodic actor, actress. Oof. Very, very annoying. That's why Elaine wants to get out. But um, the scene in which Jerry comes home and there's nothing in his house. Pretty damn great. Oh, excellent. All right, I'm looking forward to watching this. Looking forward to talking about it. Yes. So, next week, the robbery. Thank you once again for listening to our review of the stakeout. Hope you're enjoying Talking Seinfeld so far. <laughs> talking Seinfeld and many other topics. Yeah, that's the beauty of this show. It's so yeah. great. Just go off on some tangents. But I didn't have dinner in 15 minutes. I'd, we'd be still bantering. Don't oh, you worry. All right. I'll, I'll get out of here so Dan can feed his face. Talking Seinfeld at gmail.com if you want to send us a question. But for now, I am Dando. I am Guy. And we'll catch you guys for the robbery. Catch you then. <laughs>